All fake news. Oh, okay. We actually started recording that. I'm leaving that in there, Patrick. No, you're not. It's the Polini perspective. I've lost track. We've done so many episodes. We're over 20 now. 21, 22? 21, 22. You are back from vacation. I'm back. Maureen filled in very well last week. She did. It was a totally different perspective, totally different. though, huh? Yeah. It was like the sensitive perspective. <laughs> It was the warm and fuzzy podcast. <laughs> that, I didn't mean to insinuate that you're totally like dead inside, but I mean, it was just, yeah. it was different. I, I do have a heart somewhere. <laughs> I, it was, we definitely, you were missed. Because it was, it was that, the, you know, Maureen and I are kind of on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only no, she's like, She did great. She did. She did. So welcome back. How was your vacation? It was awesome. Where were you, by the way? At our house in North Carolina. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. It was, uh, weather was spectacular. Oh. I think the only week of the summer where there was no rain. It was hot, very hot the first half of the week. And then got some nice cooler weather. Um, it was great. And now when you Drank a lot of beer. Oh, I ate bet. a lot of crappy food. Fried food. <laughs> so now I checked my... I don't know if you saw I tweeted last night, BMI is fake news. Oh, the BMI I did. wheat chart. So yeah, so I figured, okay, it's been a long summer and, uh, you know... So you thought you'd hop on the scale yeah, to see where you were at? it's time to like re-engage in, you know, some healthy living. Okay. And, uh, so I did the BMI chart calculator. Are you like borderline obese? Were you like so upset? I, I, I'm like, first of all, I'm I'm good if I was like, Tom Fitzgerald responded, it was kind of funny, he's like, I, I'm good if I'm seven feet tall. I mean, what right. were these charts? Right. Seriously, I think I need to be like eighth grade weight. No, you really do. I know because I'm 5'3", like 135. I don't own a scale, so I never do this. Yeah. But when I go to the doctor, I'm always fascinated that I am borderline overweight. And I'm like, really? Like, I could be like 119 uh, pounds and be I'm, so I'm, thin. I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say this. I would think, based on BMI, if, if that's the indicator, 98.5% of America is fat and obese. I think they are, though. Don't you think? Well, they, <laughs> that may be true. I think yes. But I mean, you know, BMI is ridiculous. They, gotta, I, they yeah. need to address that. I know. I do wonder what it is. I've never really dug into like what it's also, really based weight on. weight is a little misleading because, you know, I have a lot of muscle, sorry. You know, and it's like, you know, <laughs> muscle weighs more than fat. That's I what I keep telling gonna, myself. <laughs> I was just going to say that. You're so toned that it yeah, really. Listen, it's, you know, it's, my weight's deceiving. That's true. That's a great point. Yeah. They need to do like when they pinch you for the body fat because yours would be like zero. No. Yeah. No one's pinching my body fat. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. We have so many stories to cover. I mean, I don't like, I I feel for you because I feel like with all this Michael Cohen stuff, I mean, I think it's getting down to it's almost over. No, it's not not that Trump is your guy, but are you feeling, how are you, are you feeling the heat as a Republican? No, not at all. How are you not? Patrick, this is like bad news. It's not, though. So what's bad? Okay. Michael Cohen, his attorney is all over TV saying, look, we are willing to talk to Mueller, not even with immunity. Well, by the way. And we will tell you everything. That's insane. But now they're backtracking on everything. Lanny Davis, who was on CNN. Who I know is a media hoe, for lack of a better word. So, you know, claimed and then claimed that he and or Cohen knew or was in in the room when Trump knew or, or got a heads up on the Russia, you know, the Donald Trump Jr. meeting, it's it's a total mess. So let's talk about the campaign finance. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. It's interesting to me how, and if you listen to a lot of law experts, and I'm not a law expert, however, 
it looks like he pleaded guilty to a non-crime to get the reduced sentence so they could go out and say that Trump tried to pay off these women to influence the election. Those are the key words there. Influence the election. No, he was trying to not have someone come out and say that he slept with a porn star so his wife wouldn't hear about it. John Edwards did the same thing and got a fine. So, but it's still illegal. I mean, it's not... It's not illegal. It's not illegal to pay Stormy Daniels to shut up. It's not illegal. If you try to influence the election, then it potentially is illegal. And that's subject to a lot of questions and but law interpretation the, on the campaign the finance whole, laws. Okay, and they were using some of that campaign finance money no, for that. No, they weren't. That has not been proven. That has not been said. That is totally not true. Okay. If now listen, if it turns out that they use campaign fine campaign money to pay off Stormy and the other woman, totally illegal, big problem. But if he used his own money and used his attorney to facilitate it for a non disclosure agreement, that's not illegal. It's not illegal. At okay. all. I mean, Bill Clinton paid Paula Jones $850,000. So and no one said a word. So why is he pleading guilty then? What's because a- everyone wants to get Trump. And that doesn't mean Trump does everything right or hasn't done illegal activities prior to the presidency. That doesn't mean he's a stand-up guy. It just means you could see it, it's, it's, it's this cascading of we have to get him. So we're going to convince Cohen to be guilty to reduce his sentence to three years or five years or whatever. My guess is he never even does jail time. Right. He's going to be sentenced in December. To, to, to say Trump subject. tried to influence the election. By the way, he didn't even mention Trump by the name. Obviously, everyone knew who he was talking about. And there's no indication that the Southern District of New York, who obviously prosecuted Cohen or was going to prosecute Cohen, that... They're going to even look at Trump for this. don't you find it problematic? No, here's what what they did. They wanted to set up language and 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 an incident or a situation where if the Democrats win the House, they could go for impeachment. That's what this was about. This wasn't about going after Trump legally because they would have a horrific time proving that, uh, again, unless he used true campaign money, if he used his own money, they will never, ever get him that this was uh, campaign finance, uh, breaking the law of campaign okay. finance law. It's for impeachment. It's impeachment. It's impeachment. It's impe- that's what all this is about now. They want to get Trump on impeachment. But who's... I, I don't even think the Democrats are talking about impeachment. Isn't not yet. Nancy they Pelosi, will. Like, she's come out well, and said, like, let's not get ahead well, of ourselves. They don't want to talk about it before the midterm elections because the, there's some question on if that will resonate with people who go out and vote. There's, there's, there's okay. moderates who think you don't impeach the president. So they don't want to get that rhetoric going before the midterm. Trust me, the Dems win the House, <laughs> you're going to see impeachment. You proceedings. think so? Absolutely. So um, where do you think that this stands, though? I mean, they are saying that they, that Mueller may have enough evidence to at least indict Don Let Jr. Me ask you, is he the first politician to sleep with... No, no okay. one cares about that. But they're, I mean, most so people, people are still on to the Russian thing. They're on to what oh Don Oh, my Jr. God. The Russian thing is so over. Stop. They've moved... How is that over? Listen, they're still talking the, about the that. The goalposts have... 
It was collusion. Well, then no evidence of collusion. Now, well, maybe he obstructed. Well, we don't really think we can get him on that. So let's get him on sleeping with a porn star, paying her $130,000 out of his own money, but call it that he tried to influence the election because it happened to be in 2016 and he didn't want the bad press to come out or his wife to find out right before the election. Okay. This thing has moved so many times. You know, I said this to somebody. Four or five different things can be true. Trump can be... A jerk. Trump can be not a stand-up guy, and we could talk about that with McCain, right? I'll right, give, right, I'll right. Give with you the my whole flag situation, right? Trump can be a narcissist, egomaniac, extremely difficult to deal with, but he also can be making decent decisions that are moving the country in the right direction. The so, problem like, is that he's a liar. Because, okay. you know, how many months ago was they, were they saying, we didn't pay Stormy Daniels anything, we don't, he was on, you know, Trump was on Air Force One, I don't know who this woman is. Every step of the way, Listen, it was a lie. I don't for, think the American good, people expect anybody not to sleep for, with anyone. For good be or, honest. I will say that, for good or bad, and, and, may, and, and potentially bad, Trump has, Trump has, <laughs> he has been able to create a level <clears throat> and I said this, the, the people out there that follow him, it's like a boss. It's like a bad boss. Right. Okay. If you know your boss is a jerk and he's doing other shit and whatever, but you're making good money, you're employed, the company's doing well, and nothing illegal's happened. I'm not talking about like, you know, really right, right, right. You're not being stuff. asked to do sure, right, sure, sure. Right, right. You're like, okay. I've worked for this company. <laughs> this reminds me of a radio. Okay. But, yeah. but, but like, you're like, okay. And that's, I think he's, he, he set a low bar in the, the being presidential. Okay. But as long as, they, if people are making money, they got extra, you know, they, they got extra money in their pockets. They're employed. You know, the, you know, the country's moving in the direction that they feel it should. A lot of judges that, you know, they agree with are getting, are, are getting uh, sworn in. Uh, Supreme Court judge, deregulation, the stock market's flying. It looks like he has a tariff agreement, um, uh, a trade agreement now with Mexico. The tariffs, everyone said, oh, it's going to be doom and gloom. Well, maybe not so. You know, all these things can be true. He can be a jerk. He could be not a nice guy. Okay. He could have lowered the bar of the presidency, which is not good. Right. No one's saying it's good. But at the same time, if I got a little extra money in my pocket and I'm employed and the market's doing well, I don't give a shit. I'm voting for him again. <laughs> right? If you're sitting in Pennsylvania or Wisconsin no, or Florida. You, I, I mean, I agree a lot of people think like that, but that's not really How good. many people stay employed for a company that has a jerk of a boss? Yeah, but that's different. Why? You have, because we are all in this situation where you got to pay rent, then you want to have oh, a kid, so, you have so to you, pay like a so, child. So you, you vote, to, so you vote for somebody for... for your for, work is different than a public office. No, because you got to understand something, and that, you know, and no, no offense, you're. You, you, I'm a millennial. You're right. No, 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 no. no I wasn't going to say that at all. <laughs> no, listen, you live in a, a, a. You live in a suburb of D.C. You make decent money. You're a public figure. You're in a little bit of a bubble, just like I am, and just like a lot of sure. these people who I live in New that. York, California, Washington, and so forth. If you're in. I'm just throwing a cat. Bucks County, Pennsylvania, or a suburb of Wisconsin or Ohio. You gotta put food on the table. Yeah. Do you care if your present is like a, a picture of morality? No. 
if you could have that and also have everything else. But I tell you right now, if they said, well, listen, we're gonna if you, we're gonna vote him out, and you're gonna get this picture, you know, this picture perfect president who high standards, the whole thing, and you're unemployed. Which one are you gonna pick? Right. No, I agree. I, I think people. Are, you're right. They. And I'm not saying. And, and by no, I'm not making an excuse for him. I'm not. And I'm not saying he should have. I think he can do both. I think he. So let's switch. Let's talk about the McCain thing. Okay. And it, are we referring to the flag at half staff? The, the or whole. Like the, just and, just going, going all the way back to when he said he wasn't a hero. Because he, the only reason he was a hero is because he was captured. Everything about McCain regarding Trump bothered me. Right. Right. Uh, from day one. I honestly thought that statement about McCain going back was going to be his downfall. Obviously, a lot of other stuff. We kept thinking that and thinking that and thinking that. But I remember saying to myself, you can't say that about a war hero. Right, right. Yeah. And a sitting senator and all that stuff. But obviously, that did not derail him. But what bothers me about him on this are several things. One... He was an absolute war hero. He should have been recognized. You don't have to agree with him politically. But the fact that you won't even comment when reporters are asking you about him. Listen, this guy comments on everything. He tweets on everything. Right. Just say, you know, just, you know, it took two days or three days, two days to come out with a statement yesterday where he did say I respected his service. But not him, by the way. He didn't say I respect him. Right. Um, And, you know. Trump's all up in arms about the kneeling. Right. Dishonoring the flag and the military. Yeah, that's a great point. Yet, you got a true war hero here who served this country for 40 years. Yeah. And you don't, you can't say three nice things about him? That's a great point, actually. Shame on you. Yeah. You know what? Because to me, where Trump will lose his base are on issues like this, where he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Right. And he does that. Often, yeah. In my opinion, that's a great point, Patrick. Actually, so about you, like because he does. I mean, it's all about this country and patriotism, patriotism all that stuff. And then kneeling, blah blah blah. Real patriot. So basically, you only care about military, you know, people who served if they agree with you. Right. 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 Now listen, the fact that they didn't get along and probably hated each other, that's fine with me. Sure. No, you know, listen, McCain could have been a tough sob when he wanted to. Right. But that doesn't change what he accomplished in his career and right. his life, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Good family, ran for president, mil- military service, POW, war hero, on and on and on. Naval yeah. Academy grad. And long family history. I mean, you know, he comes from, as you already oh, right. know, yeah. you know, family right. so, that's given so, a lot. Yeah, you can't find You can't find three things. So when, when, yeah. when the press is peppering you in the Oval Office, you can't say three nice things about this guy? Just that That's where he gets petty. And, yeah. and he loses, I'm telling you, that's where he will lose his base. One voter at a time, if he's not careful with things like this, right, that's a good point. he will lose his base. Because he's sending mixed messages on his priorities. On what he you can't for. fight with the NFL. You can't call Colin Kaepernick out for disrespecting the flag when you disrespect the John McCain. You wow. can't do it. That was really good. All right. I feel like we should end the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've been busy tweeting. Um, we have so much to talk about because yeah, the Catholic go. Church is also oh. something that you've been tweeting a don't lot even, about. Don't even get me going on the Catholic Church. Really? I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to upset a lot of people. A lot uh, of my family who... No, wait. Were you, may, were, were you raised was, Catholic? I was raised Catholic. I was going to say, you're um, an Italian. You um, must be I a... I converted to Episcopal. Okay. 
So um, I moved. How'd your parents feel about that? They seem like oh, traditional. No, they, they didn't fanatic. care. Okay. I moved over to Catholic Light. I call it. Okay. <laughs> you know. Light, but by the really way, good. where you could have, really where good. you could have, you know, women on the altar, people can be married. Women on the altar, yeah. people can marry, people can be openly, which openly, should be happening openly in the gay. Yep. It all should be. Oh, please, this cover up. I said this yesterday. It's first of all, it's absolutely disgusting, and it can, and it's ongoing. Like this isn't. A, no one was surprised when the Pennsylvania report came out. Right. They just weren't, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah, the Boston, you know, going back to the movie Spotlight. Spotlight, yep, everything that's happening there. Pennsylvania, now, you know, I think Milwaukee or Wisconsin's looking into it. Listen, you could go to anywhere in America and this was going on. Right. And everyone knew about it. Down from the Pope. Now, Pope Francis being accused by two, I believe they were arch- archbishops or whatever, who are saying that he knew yep. about McCarrick, who was obviously in D.C., um, it's it's just a total cluster. And as a cat, as a former Catholic, like I, I don't know how you could still support this church. Right. You could support the religion, the concept of the religion. Right. God, Jesus, all you know, being a Christian, all that stuff. But going f- to the physical building I, and giving them money. Oh yeah, forget it. I know. I, I honestly don't understand it. I, I truly don't understand. Well, but, I, but here and here's the other thing. Sorry. To, no, no, no. Go ahead. I don't understand how the FBI is not involved. Oh, that's a good point. Like I said, this is something to say. If this happened in any other business or organization, the FBI would be involved. They were moving pedophiles, known pedophiles, from state to state. Yeah. Parish to parish. Right. Yeah. How is that not? And I'm talking about the occurrences in the U.S. Keep in mind, this was a worldwide issue. He just, you know, Pope Francis just went to Ireland to apologize. Yeah. To victims. Yes. Oh my God. God, they've had Brazil, tons of investigations it's been and stories. All yeah, of them. yeah. So th- this isn't like a new issue. And I, I honestly think the FBI should be involved. That's actually really good. Okay, you need to put yourself on TV because, like, you're like making some good points today. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> this, this is, is like a show. Listen, okay, wait, wait, sorry, wait, wait, this is show. what happens with vacation. So I am now, <laughs> See, yes. I am now going to take a vacation every other week. You're really <laughs> sharp. Okay, this is. But, but I'm have serious. you been tweeting that out? That's actually a great point. You're right because if that was happening at any Anything, other, any other thing, government, business. The um, FBI would be so involved. I mean, even Boy Scouts of America. I'm trying to think of like organization. Right. Why Anything. do you think that they haven't? That's fascinating. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's laws that prevent them. You know, uh, we need to look into that. I'm gonna, That's... I'm gonna. Tom Fitzgerald's been covering the story for us, and um, I'm going to mention that to him today because I think that's like, why not? Where do you think? I mean, look. So far, the Catholic Church. You're right. This this Pope Francis now these allegations that he knew about McCarrick. So Whirl should step down in DC. Cardinal yes, he's, okay. He's a joke. It's yeah. here's the other thing. They're there to serve the people right. and God in their mind. Right. The problem is they lost the, their way. Yeah. And I just don't understand how parishioners still go and listen to Cardinal Whirl. Like, what's in their mind? Uh, this, this guy. Listen again. If this was, I mean, we have we have we have we have business people. And network news talent losing jobs over 20-year-old Me Too movements. Yeah. Or yet, old tweets that might be whatever. a joke gone bad. Whatever. Right. You know, I mean. Yet, yet we're not removing cardinals. Where you have a long street. archbishops yeah. and priests who molested children. Yeah. 
what what kind of church that to me there's no Catholic church if yes. that's what they support. And I don't care. I, I mean, my, my you know, ninety percent of my family is Catholic. Right. They're kidding themselves if they think there's truly a Catholic church. So what? How do you feel like? I mean, my family is too. They're from Maine. Very, you know, Catholic. Very divided. Half the family doesn't go anymore. Half still does. And um, you know, the diehards. I think that those traditions die very hard in the sense of you know this. But like my mom was saying, growing up, you know, you really believed if you ate meat on Friday, like you were going to hell. It's like you didn't go to confession. No. You know, that's probably hard for the generation of. 60, 70-year-old people to unlearn because I really think those are the people that are keeping the Catholic Church going. I don't think a lot of young people are... Yeah, I, I agree with you. ...are going. Like, what about your kids? Are they... They're probably Episcopalians now, too, right? They're, yeah, they're Episcopal. I mean, I think they're religious in the sense they believe in God or a higher power. Right. They don't... You know, listen, I wish they did, but they don't go to church every week. Right, sure. And we allow sports and weekend activities and that's an excuse we allowed that to you know interfere with sure. with going and then you you know you don't go for four weeks and they both went to episcopal youth school um but <clears throat> i agree with you i think it's the older generations yeah. that you know but even we've interviewed a lot of people in dc and you know some of the protests that have been going on you know 60 70 80 year old women who are like they've had it too yeah, I do think a lot of people have. And I think I mean, no listen, one wants Pope, to give Pope money. Pope Francis spoke in Ireland. It was half empty. I know. It was literally like half empty. I know. I mean, they expected, you know, I forget what the number If they expected a million people, they got 500,000. If they expected 500,000, they got 250,000. Sure. But, I mean, you remember the crowds when he came here? Oh, my God. People were waiting in the streets, camped out. But don't you, isn't that like a bigger thing for you? Like, See, but as an Episcopal, about, the Pope means nothing to me. Right, right. Like, we don't follow the Pope. But even as a holy person, like, I feel like that's all going away. It's like, why do we put these people up on any pedestal? Like, they're really it's not, true. you know, and it goes back to celebrity, too. It's listen, like, I, and listen, I don't know a lot. Of, I have a lot of Jewish friends, and I've seen a few of them tweet about that. You know, they have—I mean, they have major rabbis. Uh, you know, the equivalent, right? But they don't have the equivalent of the Pope. Like they pray on their own. They go to—they yeah. go to their other each other's house and they hold hands and they pray. Like I don't know why we need a priest or—I mean, I, I, I well, know, it's that, like that a spiritual teacher. Right, but right, it's a spiritual teacher. Yeah, and listen, I'm sure there's just like in any industry, I'm sure there's a lot of great priests out there. Right. I'm sure, sure. who serve, who serve God, care about children, care about adults Community, and communities yes, and raise thing. a lot of money for good cause. So by no means am I painting a brush across it. What I'm saying, the institution from the top down needs to com a complete overhaul. Yeah, and I don't, Listen, I don't know if you'll ever get that. I don't know how you get that. Well, I think enough people leave, right? You know, they, it's like... Yeah, but you're talking about hundreds and hundreds, you know, millions well, and millions. Well, but, but not really, though, right? I'm sure thinking about, like, what the Catholic Church probably meant a lot more when you were a kid, like, and in your neighborhood than it does now. But I also it can't doesn't... speak for other countries. I'm not saying other countries are more should be more tolerant of certain things versus us. Just culturally, yeah. I think it is different in you know, South America versus it is in the United States versus it is, you know, versus Europe and right. other places. And to what degree... This is resonating or not resonating as a reason to leave the church or yeah around the world around the world. It's yeah. certainly I think will change it here for sure. I think people I think are it has. yeah I, very wise. I, listen, I think people are. I think the the Pennsylvania investigation and and now other high ranking priests and 
and bishops and so forth coming out against Pope Francis and others. And again, some of that may be political. You know, I believe you know the Vatican saying some of that's political. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact we know is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids were abused yes. by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of priests for hundreds of years. Yeah. Like that's what we know. Right. Right. It's and, a fact. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. All right, moving on locally yeah. to a story that's also big is this Durkin University of Maryland. Of course, um, what is the latest? You seem to have followed this, I think, more than, than I have on this yeah, coach. So, and- so the coach is DJ Durkin from University of Maryland uh, is still on leave. How many? Now it's going on what? A month? Over a month? I mean, uh, maybe no, not I don't that think long. it's that long. I think it's about three weeks now. Okay. So long story short, he's still on leave. The athletic director, um, several others are still on leave. Uh, you know, they added, uh, they had a, a panel of people to investigate the death of Jordan McNair and the culture of the football team. Right. Last week they announced <coughs> they added um, the Board of Regents for the University of Maryland and obviously other Maryland, the university system it's called in Maryland. Okay. They added um, Bonnie Bernstein, former ESPN reporter. Uh, they added, I um, can't remember now off the top of my head, Doug Williams, okay, general manager from the Washington Redskins, okay, and some other a prominent attorney and another uh, prominent uh, doctor uh, who has written books on um, caring for youth during football and stuff. So uh, it's a very, I mean, substantive pat, uh, investigative group. Uh, listen, I don't think Durkin ever returns. I think the president yeah. gets fired. I think Lowe gets fired, or or eventually Lowe just resigns. Okay. But um, yet football goes on. They open up this weekend against Texas. Uh, you know, at FedEx Field. So we'll see. But um, you know, like every story, kind of. I think some of the PR move is to wait it out. Right. Say so we're investigating. We'll get back to you in a month. <laughs> Yeah, right, you know, and, and keep then, that, and then, yeah. And then, you know, unfortunately, in the media, we move on. Now, right. locally, we're not moving on because it's a big story. Nationally, I guarantee you everyone's moved on, right? right? You know, Urban Meyer, we talked about from Ohio State, who was accused of not um, reacting to uh, spousal, spousal abuse by his uh, tight ends coach and linebacker coach. I believe it was tight ends coach, actually. Um, he got a three-game suspension. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I know. It seems like there's a lot of protection there, too. I mean, another institution that... Listen, there's a lot of details there that I'm not... We're not privy to who said what and what they could prove and what they can't prove and certain things in that individual's contracts that may preclude them from firing them unless they have real cause and all this other stuff. But the fact is, he didn't react. His statement was blah. It was a prepared red state. He looked angry to even be at the press conference. Like, how dare you... Suspend me and tell me I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Um, but listen, we've talked about this. I think back to like one of the you know, first few podcasts. College football is out of control. Yeah. College, co- co- big college athletics from basketball to football is completely out of control. The NCAA is a bunch of hypocrites. They have all these stupid rules. Yeah, you've Kids said that from the start. Money. They can't make any money, right? Yeah, and, and then they don't let them transfer, and they let colleges hold ki- kids hostage. It's just, it's all about the money. Right. Not about the kids. 
And um, what do you think the tipping point? I mean, you know, just kind of piggybacking on the Catholic Church. What do you think the the tipping point will be for football, for NCAA football? Well, it's interesting. You have Michelle Beadle, who just yes, was, was I saw that ESPN talent who and was, covers uh, college football. Was right? on the show Get Up, which is the very not a great show. <laughs> it's. It, First yeah, they're all, struggling, period. ESPN so, is, obviously, yeah. you know, there was Mike and Mike. Mike Greenberg left, moved to show Get Up. And um, it's not doing well. So now they're changing and they're going to have contributors come in. And, but by the way, Michelle Beadle said on the show that she no longer has watched NFL or college football. Right. Well, wait a second. It's your job. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the last time I checked, you're paid to report. I love this. And commentate on sports and college football and football. I think are two pretty big sports. Yeah. So what is the deal? What has she said she's going to talk about? I don't know. So they moved over to basketball. Now. <laughs> you know, she's doing an NBA pregame show. And, okay. I mean, listen. If it's your job, you got to do it, right? Regardless of. Well, or you take a stand like she did apparently, and they were like, "All right, fine, we'll put you on baseball or basketball or whatever." Yeah, basketball. Like, a basketball postgame show. I'm sure that's going to do real well. <laughs> Whatever. We need to do a whole show on ESPN. See, as a GM, I'd be curious to find out what your solution would be if you were running ESPN. I would, well, I would love to run ESPN. Really? What would you do different? I get, listen, I, first of all, I think sports is hard right now because it, it's... Listen, people are getting news and information at, at rapid pace on their phones right. and tablets and so forth. Sports is even 100 times that, right? It's a, a true sports fan... Is, is seeking out that information. Right. Fantasy football, scores, updates, they're betting. So they want that even faster than somebody who wants the news. Like the news, okay, you get a breaking news alert. But you, you know, most people are not seeking out news every minute. Sure, sure, but when sure. a game's on... You want all the you know, details. Especially if you bet the game, you want all the details all the time. Right. You want to know what football, what linemen's hurt, this... TV shows can't give you that anymore. Right? right. You're getting the highlight. Listen, you know, I'm, as a, you know, I'm a big European soccer fan. The minute you know Jamie Vardy score, scores for Leicester City, it, I'm getting a feed right. from from a Bleacher Report showing me the score, the goal. So you don't need highlights anymore. Of e- Listen, in my heyday, ESPN was da 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 da, and it was the, the highlights. highlights. Sure, sure. And they went right through, and you you the first 12 minutes of ESPN Sports Center were the greatest television going back then. Right. Not the case anymore. So now it's all talking heads who scream over each other who no one cares about. Yeah, I mean, what so would it's be a, the solution, it's a tough, like, it's a tough you... model. Yeah. Listen, I think you could... It's not... It's. I don't think it's ever going to be what it once was. Right. But I think you can... Um, I think you can get back to basics. Yeah, get back to the basics. Authentic, the... entertaining, keep freaking politics out of it. Because even, you know, like, keep... Like, uh, I, do you think it was a right, a good like, move listen, to get... I don't like, want to hear Hill, Michelle Hill Beadle say, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm no longer watching football. Right. Right? I just don't want to hear that from you. Right. Right. You're Why am I watching me. you then? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> right. what's the... Get off the show, which they did. So that was good. I mean, at least they did that. Yeah. Well, they seem to be cleaning now, house on anybody I do that believe, talks politics. I, I, I don't want to mislead. I do believe, based on the moving parts of her moving to an NBA post-game show and a different show, that was probably in the works prior to her making that public comment. Right. But she have made she may have made that comment internally, and then they said, "Well, listen, we need to 
Yeah. Plus, the show wasn't doing any ratings, so they needed to do something with hey, it. Hey, that'll be fascinating. I mean, I just watched Pardon the Interruption because, you know, Dan has it on, like, every night. But, you know, it seems like there are some personalities that... Yeah, I mean, that show's watchable. There's a few shows watchable. Like, right. Max Kellerman, who came out, he's extremely anti-Trump on ESPN. Like, I don't need to hear you say it. Like, he was right. ripping Tiger Woods for saying what... So, Tiger Woods said, listen... You don't have to necessarily respect the person, but you have to respect the office. Right. In response to a question about Trump. Perfectly reasonable response from Tiger Woods. Yeah. Right? He doesn't need to say anything more to you. And then they're ripping him. Because what? What? Because he didn't call the president a jerk? He doesn't have to. Yeah. Like, right. cover sports. Golf. Right, right. Like, that's the other thing, that, and I've said this, I think sports reporters or commentators take themselves too seriously. Right. It's sports. Now, granted, when you have a major investigation like what happened with the gymnast and, and the Dr. Nasser in Michigan State, obviously the Penn State Sandusky, what's going on at the University of Maryland, you know, opioid use in college sports yeah. or, you know, listen, there, there's some there's some stories that cross over from sports, news, and so forth. But the day-to-day coverage of sports, stop. I, like, just yeah. stop. It's sports. Right. Like, who cares if Alex Smith went five for seven for, right. in a preseason game? No one. Yeah. Like, 12 people. I mean, look, I want more 30 from 30s for them. You know, exactly like, right. I want, That's and, exactly you know, right. HBO's Real Sports is amazing oh, because great. even if you're not, I mean, I'm not a big sports fan particularly, but you get so caught up in all the stories no, listen, of these people's you know, the backgrounds. Frank, the, the, and the Brian Gumbles, Frank brilliant. the Fords of the world, who, you know, who, who've been who've been on those shows, you know, Christine Berm, uh, um, I know who you're, yeah, Brennan. she's great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those types they're of really reporters, good. listen, they're great. They do great stories, yeah. great, yeah, and I follow them. Yeah, you know, give me 30 for 30 every night. Then you tune in. You're like, oh, this is an interesting story. But Or like just, like, you know, listen, I do like when they do some of the heart, like, you know, the, the college athlete who, you know, lost his mom or, you know, lost his dad and had a, you know, like right. the, the feel good, heartwarming stories where, you know, they made it. They've overcome all these obstacles and they still succeeded. So I think we need to see more of that. Yeah. Um, a couple of but like. that costs some money. Right. To produce versus a highlight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Real sports to produce must be an insane budget. Insane. I mean, because they're like going all over. They're flying all over the world. They're doing all these. They do a good job, though. Yeah. It's an incredible show. Um, Okay. Some lighter note stories to end on. So I did find this story that I thought of because we always are talking about online trolling here. Did you see the professor in Germany who says that online trolling today is nothing compared to what happened to the Romans? I thought this was good. Really? I was like, this is a perfect story for Patrick. You Uh, you probably sent it to me and I didn't read it. I'm sorry. No, no. It's, It's basically saying that today's online insults are nothing compared to public slander in ancient Roman time, and that, in fact, people who are getting all the hate in ancient Roman times ended up kind of uniting, and it was sort of this thing where, like, it was fine that the public criticized you, but they never criticized back, and it was just, like, commonplace. Yeah. I was like, that's maybe where we're headed, right? You just have a bunch of trolls. Listen, Twitter is, I mean, I'm on it, but... It's bad. It's bad. And it's only getting worse. And the people on it are absolutely insane. Like, I want to know who these people are. They're literally insane. Well, they say slander in Roman uh, Republic was extreme, even by modern standards. And it was not out of the ordinary to accuse somebody publicly of having incest. And that's just the start. (laughs) They say 
So it's like nothing we're, compared we're, to like. So apparently, <laughs> we're back in the Roman <laughs> ancient. Didn't they kill people and behead like, people back then too? I mean, you're right. I think it was like a little rough, but I was like, oh well, that's good to know. Well, actually, sometimes I, you maybe forget. we should bring some of that back. <laughs> okay, well, but that's. That might, I don't think we want to be advocating for potential beheading on <laughs> the police perspective. No, maybe not beheading, but certainly some other violent <laughs> act on some of these trollers. <laughs> I thought I was like, you know what? That's great. It's good to know because sometimes I think we get caught up in history. Really does By the repeat way, did itself. We, you know, totally you unrelated. Did we talk about the poop squad in San Francisco? No. What was that? So apparently, because of all the homeless people now being you know open sanctuary, all this like you know progressive. You could live on the streets in San Francisco. Okay. It, it's there's so much feces <laughs> on the street. No, seriously, there's so much feces on the street. They had to create poop squads who come around and scoop up the poop. They don't have enough public bathrooms. Don't you feel no, like that? Not really? at all. They say it's really bad. Actually, I just had a friend who went there and said it was absolutely disgusting. They'll never go back to San Francisco. And all you heard for like 20 years how beautiful San Francisco is. Yeah, everyone was. usually loves and to go there. And now they're like, it's absolutely disgusting. But apparently those positions had to be union positions, I believe. And they pay $71,000 to be a pooper scooper. It, that's worth every dime. Would you want to be doing that? It seems like you're going to do Okay, this is this is making sounding like being a GM is My daughter rough. just graduated from Harvard, but she's a, making more money as a pooper scooper in San Francisco. <laughs> what the f- I love that you're entertaining. You're like seventy-one grand, not bad. And there's not a lot of pressure. I mean, you just have to search the streets. You're using for a poop. pressure washer, probably, but there's not a lot of pressure. <laughs> Low stress minus the you know your yeah, stomach. Yeah, San Fran. Really. Okay, I gotta look into that one. At least people aren't pooping around here. No, oh, that would be, ugh, no. Can you imagine? You obviously. <laughs> oh my god, that cracks me up. It's like the, I want. You know what? We got to circle back on that, what that teacher who was pooping on the. Um, he, did you see the latest, though? No. He had a lot of support in New Jersey. Remember this story? Yeah. Okay, that he, he was, was the like, superintendent. People were defending him, and one of his real-life, like, actual things is that he also suffered from IBS and basically was saying that, like, at times he couldn't make it to the bathroom. Stop. He had a I key to the serious. school, and there was a porter John not far away. <laughs> that, and people are actually defending him, saying he's actually a really nice guy Stop. in real life, oh, that God. there was, you know, that... Sometimes you just have to go. I'll get you an update on so, that. So, real quick, a few, few last things. Got into two new series on Netflix. Oh, what are you watching? Um, Safe. It's over. with um, Safe? He played, okay. The, the guy who played Dexter, Michael C. Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. F- fantastic. Good show? Okay. It was great. I fin- we finished that. And then Happy Valley. Happy which Valley. Which is fantastic from the BBC. What's that one about? It's about uh, a Yorkshire... Uh, Yorkshire, London, I mean, Yorkshire, England, police, female police officer and her dysfunctional family, and then her ex, her her daughter, who unfortunately, I don't want to give away too much, killed herself because she was raped by this individual who now gets out of jail and crosses her life again. I mean, it gets off the chart reviews on, on really? Netflix. Really? And, so and it's called what? Happy Valley. Happy Valley. Yeah, we just started season two last night. We finished season one like 
okay. one, one night. Six episode season, so it's quick. Oh, that's really fast. Anyway, right. those are my two reviews for the week. Okay. Uh, that's Have what we're going to start doing here. We're going to do reviews. I'll do a, I'll do a restaurant, <laughs> Netflix. Um, okay, well, that's not good because all I watch is like Bravo. Have you seen Shaw's of Sunset? Are you into that one? No. <laughs> So you watch Bravo. So do you watch all these stupid re- reality things I like my love, wife watches? Oh, my God. All the Real Housewives series. Kristen's got to be on. We could talk all no, Real Housewives. I don't think she's, she's big Real She's um, who, who does she watch? She's like um, six, my 600-pound life. life. That is really good, too. Yeah. That's so, a really good. That's yeah, a, it's a good show. Um, I do watch it, too. The, what's, the, what's the Mormon one? Or the um, guy, he has like four wives. Oh, yeah. It's like sister wives sister or something. Sister wives or something like yep. that, yeah. Yep. I, I do kind of like all those. But then I'll dabble in. I do enjoy, like, real sports. I like I like a lot of documentaries. Yeah. I've no. watched all the documentaries on Netflix. Have yeah, you guys I, watched? Have you and your wife watched Wild Wild Country? No, I need to do that, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, I they, feel like you'll lose your mind, though. Like, probably. I think the last thing I ever see Patrick Pellini doing is leaving life and joining a cult. Like, <laughs> that would be amazing. But I would know that you were on drugs. Because I'm like, wait a minute, what What's happened? He's sleeping. Give me another four years. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope this podcast lasts four years, and then we can go to Burning Man and do one. Yes, that Bur- would, Burning I, Man would. I'd be like good. to see you at Burning Man. Oh, I'd be all. Uh, you would seem liberal with a heart. I think people poop on <laughs> the desert. I'm <laughs> probably on other things. You think it could get... All right, this podcast is getting. Yeah. We need to wrap because yeah. I already can tell this. Is this going to clear port, court for it this week? We don't even know. Yeah, no, I should. Okay, great. Where can people? I don't think we you? offended anybody. No, I don't think so. Not yet, but I think we need to wrap it up. Okay, because we're, we're getting Patrick, to a place. GM, of, Fox Five DC. <laughs> All right, you can follow me at a phrase. You need to be following Patrick's Facebook page, though. That's Let's growing. Go. Let's get it a going. Of, a lot of a lot people. Of growing, yeah. We're just waiting for you. You got to put yourself on TV. Today would have been a good one to do on TV. Yes, you had some great I, points. Yeah, I knocked it out of the park early on. I, you, I've, you know, you did. I had some early. You know, we scored a lot of runs in the early innings on this podcast. We kind of faded here, but we held on. We held on for the win. <laughs> we we faded in the fourth quarter. We let them come back into the game. Think they had a chance. It's a good analysis, actually. Thank God we ran out of time. All right, the Pelini perspective. Follow it on Facebook. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks.